2: Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers six baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter
3: Jr. You're listening to the All Angels
1: Podcast.
4: Hey, how's it going, guys? Thank you for joining us here on the All Angels Podcast. We have a special guest today on the show. We want to welcome in Justin Anderson, pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels. Justin, thank you for joining us, joining us here on the All Angels Podcast.
2: All right, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me today.
3: So Justin, obviously um season's over. Your season uh, kind of got off to a rocky start during the summer yeah. camp. So uh, mm-hmm. for people that haven't known you, you, you had Tommy John surgery. Um how are you doing right now as we're talking?
2: Uh, so right now I'm doing I'm doing really well honestly, you know. Uh I just had a 3-month follow-up with the surgeon on last Tuesday and you know, he, everything checked out okay. He said I'm right where I need to be. He's confident with everything that i have got going on right now. i I feel very good right now with everything I've going on. You know, just been getting after it every day, doing PT uh, at one place and then going to another place and getting all my workouts in. So it's definitely been nice being able to just be more active again for sure. Because you know, this has been it's been a tough time for a little bit. Cause there's not a lot I could do for the first few weeks. It's a lot of just a lot of getting inflammation out and. Just trying to get as much range of motion back as you can at that time and then once eventually you just keep being patient, it comes, it comes, and then you can start doing more and more. It's I mean, it's definitely been definitely been a roller coaster for a little bit, but I'm definitely on I would say ticking upwards now. It's it's awesome.
4: Yeah. Uh unfortunately this injury has become, you know, too commonplace, but yeah. with that, you know uh, you have people that, that, that have been through it. You have other pitchers that have been through it and, and you can <clears> probably <throat> lean on, is there a certain somebody that, uh, you've leaned on to kind of get that kind of, you know, you know, guidance or, 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 or have someone on your side? Is there a certain teammate or somebody that you've reached out to?
2: I wouldn't say anyone in particular. No. I mean, I've, I've definitely, i talked to Heaney quite a bit about it. I've talked to Cam about it too. I mean, even though he's not, it's not with us right now, but I've, I've definitely talked to him about it as well. And I've got a buddy of mine living with me right now. And, you know, I, he was actually my roommate in college. He was another TJ guy. So, I mean, that's just three guys right there that right off the top of my head that I, you know, I talked to quite a bit. And so talking to them has been helpful a lot too, because they're they're all the same, but they're all a little different too in their own ways, just because we all heal so differently, you know, but ultimately, I mean, we're all still doing the same thing. We're all still playing the game we love and all able to compete at, highest level that we're currently at so it's definitely nice
3: you know when it happened when you initially felt that in your elbow did you know right away what it was or did you you know I guess on the back of your mind you're always kind of hoping it's not it but did you know right away
2: I mean I, I I think I knew part of it honestly yeah but I wasn't I just wasn't sure and it was also it also crossed my mind too when I was out there I was like you know if if it really went you know you need to make sure it went, dude. You don't need to hold anything back. So, I mean, I'll never forget, I can, I can still see it. It was the very first pitch I threw to Albert in the inner squad, my first inner squad game that we had done. I think it was like game three even. And I, I seriously, I'll never forget it. It was warm up in the bullpen, perfectly fine. No issue with nothing. Warm up on the game mount, same thing. I'm telling like nothing. And then very first pitch I threw to Albert. It was a, I'm fastball that just kind of got away from me a little bit. Actually too, it was, ball one out of the zone, but I mean, it wasn't like I felt something weird. And then I kind of blacked out when I was out there on the mound, completely blacked out, just kept pitching through it. Wasn't sure how I was even throwing a fastball at that point. I couldn't throw a fastball. I could barely throw a slider, was just still trying to rip it as hard as I could. And I somehow was able to do that a little bit, but it's still, there's it still just in pain doing it. I mean, still when I go back and think about it, it's, I think it's crazy. that I just kept trying to throw through an absolute straight tear
4: yeah, you know, uh people talk about uh adrenaline, right? So you were just out there on straight adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, absolutely. Um so, you know, after this happens, after, you know, you black out and stuff, you get back there, um mm-hmm. what was what was the what was the initial uh uh reaction once you cleared your mind and and you went, "Oh crap." Like, you know, did you what, what what was your what was your your did you already focus on okay I got to get better we got to get this done or or what were you thinking?
2: At first, I was thinking it was just some bone spurs that I had going on in the back, but the, I didn't know that it was going to be as serious and severe. I mean, because I passed three clinicals from you know three different people. One one was the one of the doctors, and then two were from tra- two different trainers. I mean, I I had no medial side pain, and that's what. Uh, kind of threw everything off. Everyone off for a loop was the pain was all my pain was on the back side of the elbow. So then you find out there's been some other injuries in the past where the, their pain has also been on the back side too, where it was towards. So it's it's that's definitely interesting how there some people are susceptible to not having pain on the medial side when you have a full tear. And I mean, that's how it was for me. It just felt like I had someone in the back of my elbow just kind of like stabbing me every time I tried to bend it a certain way. So for it to be a complete tear, I was definitely thrown off by that.
3: So now moving forward, what is the timeline? I guess, what's your ideal timeline? And then what's the timeline, you know, the doctors mm-hmm. and the trainers are, are telling you?
2: Honestly, it's, we're all on the same page with it. We we have, we've all been on the same page from the get with it. I mean, realistically, I'm shooting for September. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of counting for, you know, any faultiness that may happen in between because, you know, it's, it's just something that can happen. It's the nature of the beast. So if I'm back in early in August, you know, that'd be awesome as well. You know, 12, uh, 12 months is uh, July 22nd. So okay. if I'm back sometime even mid-August or even late August, you know, those are, all <clears throat> those are all big big moments too. But for right now, I'm pretty focused on telling myself, you know, get yourself back in one big league game. You get yourself back in one big league game, you know, Lord willing, you do that and let all the ships fall where they fall after that. And I, think that's a, I think that's a pretty good mindset for where I need to be right now, honestly.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would, I have to ask this question and 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 it, with anyone that has a severe injury, not just TJ, mm-hmm. but you know, anything else, um, how hard was it to actually watch the games on TV?
2: Oh, it's especially, I it's, I think it's a little different in my case because I wasn't allowed to be at the stadium. Okay. So when I was doing my rehab, like I've been doing all my rehab at home here in Houston, I haven't been, I wasn't able to do any of it at the stadium because I took up a, I took up a tier for this season and in case they wanted to, you know, obviously they brought other guys in at the alternate sites, you know, make sure they kept getting any type of development they could. So I basically me getting rid of my tier one spot, you know, allowed for some guys to do that. So right. it was tough. That part of it was tough not being able to go in and see every guy, everyone every day. Cause you know, normally that's how it is. You, you have your TJ and you either come in early in the morning, you have a session there and then you see the guy, like, as you're getting your days winding down, you kind of see the other guy, the guys start rolling in, or you come in in the middle of the, like, middle of the day when it's a little little less downtime for for the guys in the train chart and it's busy with them. So it was was weird not being able to see them every day going through this, but watching on TV was just as hard because I was just, I felt like I was useless just sitting there at home, too. It wasn't like I could sit there in the dugout and, you know, oh, hey, I see this, I see this, I see this. Like, there's just a different view in the dugout or a different view in the bullpen when you can see, and you can pick up different parts of the game going on like that, but definitely watching at home, you don't get that advantage.
3: So now with our, especially our first time guests, we like to ask them a little uh, questions about themselves. So, um, you know, I'm going to start it off. I'm going to go, if you could play any others, be a professional, in any other sport, uh, what would you be?
2: It probably has to be golf. Ooh. (laughs) All right. Cause, I mean if I mean but I mean only for the sheer fact of it kind of in golf it's literally turn, it, it can it turns into like you versus you totally. There's no you there, there is you versus the other guy I guess, but mm-hmm. if you it's you you have to make this shot, you have to make this putt, you have to make this chip. It you know, it's all the there's no one else to blame but yourself. I guess Mother Nature can obviously has have its effects too in a game of golf for sure, but definitely it's it's you versus you when you play golf. So there's if you want to improve, you got to improve on yourself all the time. Yeah, Daniel's an avid golfer. I'm more of a
4: I golf, <laughs> nice. not like Daniel over here. Daniel Daniel goes like every weekend almost.
3: I, it's like every other maybe <laughs> I'm not every, in every, a while. every 3 weeks, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't help me at all. To be <laughs> honest, I've been shooting the same score for feels like forever, but no, it's it's, it's is that like a pitcher's thing cuz we got that from a couple pitchers like uh, so it, it,
2: the, that's that's a running joke, yeah. Of course it is, <laughs> but I mean we all know like position players love playing golf too. Don't don't get that twisted. Also, uh-huh. but I mean it definitely it's a huge running joke. Probably a professional baseball. You know, oh pitcher good at golf. What do you expect? <laughs> Doesn't have time on his hands. They just assume we all don't have time on our hands.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, with you being in the bullpen, I mean you can pitch uh, on Tuesday. You have no idea, uh, like you know when you're gonna get called upon. I guess. With the That's starters, true. it makes it a little more easier. You're like, hey, yeah. you know, I just pitched on Sunday. I know I'm good for the next couple of days. I can, right. I can schedule mine in.
2: Exactly. Definitely. I mean, I'm sure some guys do that, but I've I have yet to play golf in any during any of my professional seasons, even when I was. Oh, really? Yeah. Like during the season, I'm seriously, I've, I don't think I've ever played. Yeah, wow. I haven't. During even the season, I've a never played around a golf. Yeah, not even a day off. I've never wow. played around the golf. Okay. okay. Uh, you're a Houston guy, Texas guy. Mm-hmm. So who's your pro ball team? Hey, Texans till, till I die. I, uh, ride, ride with them. It's hard. It's tough. Especially, Oh, don't talk about now. That's that's a different train. I mean, getting rid of Hopkins. I remember the day it happened. It was just, it was, it was honestly the day after we got home from being sent home from COVID in March. And I was like, this can't be any better. Like, This is the worst decision they probably could have made. Now he's over there having fun with Kyler Murray in Arizona, their buddies having a great time. And then, there's there's the Texans over here with uh, with their hands empty. And then they didn't make the move today to, to try and get some draft picks, so that's even more frustrating. Yeah, that's right. Today was mm-hmm. we recorded yep. with the
3: trade deadline. Right. So, like I oh, yeah. mentioned, you are a Houston boy. Uh-huh. Take me back to April 23rd, yep. 2018, your debut <laughs> in Houston. Uh, a, when did you find out, and B, what was your nerves – before you, you know, when you're warming up in the bullpen,
4: you beat me to that question, dude. I was going to ask
2: Man, the news was the news was overwhelming. I kind of it was weird. Definitely that day was weird because I had a uh, the guys that were throwing that day ended up throwing that day were like they should have had a day off or you know they should have had one more day off or something like that. It was it was kind of odd. And I had thrown the Saturday night before. I didn't throw a ton of pitches, but it was just like some of the guys that threw before me, there was some pieces that didn't make sense. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and then after the game, that's when I got called in the office by uh, – oh, man, why can't I remember the guy's name right now? That's not right. <laughs> the AAA manager from 18, what was his name?
3: Oh, man, I have the
2: – Man, guy. I cannot – not was it ben, – no, Benny was a pitching coach. Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. That's terrible. But, anyways, he called me in the office and told me we were going back to Mobile. And I was like, what? I was kind of confused, but I was just like, is this guy for real? And he joked to me, he goes, no, you're joining the team in Anaheim. You're going to big leagues. I was, I mean, I kind of lost it right there. It was awesome. Just the way it all happened, to What's funnier is earlier that day playing catch, playing catch with HOFacket, And then he comes over and he says, hey, you are play catch with one of these? I'm like, yeah, it was, it was a big league ball. Oh, and I was oh, just wow. like, just, I was just like, yeah, I, I, I have. When he goes here, y'all should just play catch with this geese for a little bit. I was like, all right. <laughs> so that's what we did. I didn't think anything. I We just played catch. Ho-fag didn't think anything of it either. He's like, we're just playing catch with a big league ball, I guess. Wow. Right. So yeah, that happened during the, during the day before the game even started. And then I didn't find out I was in Houston until my wife who was my girlfriend at the time. She had said, oh, wait, you're actually coming home to Houston, and that's when everything kind of released at home and whatnot. <laughs> so my host family there was awesome. Rod and Lisa took take a lot of good care of me, take a lot of good care of a lot of guys that run that go through Orm and Salt Lake. Uh, picked me up, or not picked me up, went home from the stadium, then they took me to the airport and dropped me off. And then, yeah, flew into Houston, met the team at the hotel that night. My girlfriend met me there. It was definitely surreal.
3: I mean, that, that airplane ride, though, like what – I mean, it's mm-hmm. like all you're thinking, like I'm going with the big leagues. I'm going, making, you know, I'm going to be there for. Like, what's, you know, you can't do anything on the airplane but watch maybe a movie <laughs> or something like that. So, what's going to mind right. on your way to Houston to meet up with the big team?
2: Man, just the fact that I knew I was going home was the craziest thing because yeah. travel yeah. secretary was like, we can get you on a flight here in the morning and you be here in the middle of the day, or we could try and squeeze you in. And I was like, look, I need to get there now. We got to go tonight. Right. So we did. It wasn't even that bad of a flight. It was like I think it was like an eight o'clock ish flight. So the time wasn't too bad either i got in around 12 31 the team i remember the team got there probably around uh, probably 11 ish maybe 11 30 because i saw one of my teammates in the hall later on that night and uh it was definitely pretty cool seeing him and then seeing my girlfriend in the room too it was like wow this is really happening now and then we woke up woke up the next day went head honestly just went ahead a normal i had a mcdonald's breakfast on my big league debut i didn't do <laughs> anything crazy because in houston they in houston they have a tunnel system and they're downtown and it's, a huge, it's a real big deal. Uh, tons of restaurants and little shops in there. Right. And whatnot. So that's where and we went down there, went down to the tunnels, had McDonald's breakfast and then getting on the bus was getting on the bus was probably a little more like surreal. It's like, Holy crap. This is all really yeah. happening now too. <laughs> you get on the bus, you know, you're actually, you're in more of a strict dress code. First off, I'm in, I'm in like jeans and a button down now. Right. <laughs> and then going to the stadium, whatnot, see, so shook his hand right when I got on the bus said you know congratulations on being here happy to have you and stuff and yeah put kind of just put my headphones in had a bunch of guys walk by me introduce introduce themselves to me too everyone was everyone the the support and the welcome like the welcoming was awesome like everyone's you know went out of their way to say hello to me or introduce me to themselves because i didn't i didn't know everyone yet obviously so that that was pretty cool and then Just going out to play catch. It was going out to play catch was was totally different. It was like, all right, they're definitely here now. We're out here playing catch and whatnot. It's you start having some people hauling at you. There's a couple of people who went to my high, like just went to my high school, like from the seventies and the eighties. Finding out I went to St. Pius in tenth high school. The spirit of performance
0: is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
5: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table.
6: Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming!
3: Oh,
2: wow. wow. Just yelling at, yeah, like, because my high school runs pretty deep in, like, the community, like, maybe not as much now, but, like, back when I like, went to high school was there and whatnot, and the alumni there is a really big deal. Is a real big deal. And, yeah, I had people – there's one guy in particular I remember. Every time I go out to the bullpen now in Houston, he's always yelling at me. He <laughs> just says he just yells and says St. Pius. And this dude, right. I don't know, this dude's in his 50s or 60s yelling at me.
3: That's great.
2: So it's great. pretty wild.
3: And you probably had to see games there, though, when you were young, Right. And yeah, now, like, now you're actually on the on the field.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's was pretty cool too. Right. You know, went there watching all those games, whatnot. I, one of the, the most game, one of the biggest games I can remember there as a kid was my parents got us tickets to the Boston Houston series. I can't remember when it was, but it was during the time one of the times in Houston was like floating around really good. I, forget, mm-hmm. I think the closer was the Valverde, and so okay. you oh, yeah, know, yeah. Valverde was Valverde was a pretty good closer for those for those years right. in Houston and Detroit. And I just remember the there was a high scoring game there was it was back and forth it was the I can't there was a it was a pretty high scoring game. I can't remember what the final was but it was just like back and forth all the time everyone's on <laughs> yeah. the edge of their seats. so that that's probably one of my favorite memories here It was a kid playing there and then or not playing there excuse me watching the game and then playing there was just you playing in your home, sta- home stadium right. not home stadium but your home town with your, all your friends and family there is is definitely a cool moment yeah so the
4: you're talking about high scoring game and you were thrown into the fire. Uh, in that first series man you I remember you came out and I'm like man this guy is like just was it I mean did you feel the energy or were you did you feel like you were throwing a, a little harder because it was you know the situation that you were in or do you even remember any
2: of it no like when in Houston's bullpen it's pretty it's it's enclosed so when you're throwing and they're warming up I mean it sounds like you're throwing a million so you just have all the confidence <laughs> in the world really coming to that bullpen sometimes it's Seriously, you're warming up in there. It's just absolute gunshots going off. It's a lot of fun. But coming out there to the bullpen, the door, the door opens up. You walk out. It's, it's, just, it's just the lights. The lights hit you. It sets in a little bit right there. And then the whole stadium's quiet. Nobody knows who this kid coming <laughs> in is. And I hear this whole section of just nothing but people that are there to help support me and mm-hmm. you know watch what was about to happen. So that, that part of it, being able to hear all those people just yell for me, was pretty cool. Definitely very special.
3: So obviously now we have to ask the really hard question: In and Out mm-hmm. Burger, what are your thoughts? Being from Texas, and I believe what the big burger out there is Waterburger.
2: Waterburger, yeah, for sure. Whataburger, oh yeah.
4: yeah.
3: So what are your thoughts when you compare the two?
2: The In and Out Burger is not better, but I'm not going to throw shade and say it's, it's <laughs> terrible. I'm not that person. I do admit that I I I do like a good In and Out Burger. I'm not going to sit here and say it's a bad burger because I like secret sauce is pretty good mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't hate the fries either. I think the way that, cause the fries are fresh, aren't they? They peel them right there or yeah. something like that. Uh-huh. So, I mean, the fries are pretty good too. I, I'm not going to sit here and totally hate, but we're talking overall burger. I still got to stick with my home burger. That's for sure. What, what, Just which, way more options too. Yeah. I was going to say, which, what a burger are you getting? I'm getting the original Waterburger. It sounds very boring, just. The, but the original, just number one, just the classic's very good to me. But I'm also like the, the breakfast there, if you're there, yes, you go there at like at 11, the breakfast hits you in a different spot when you get a hub chub. Go to a yeah, honey butter chicken biscuit, it'll hit you in a spot where you want to be hit. I love their little, like, uh, their little pies. They're better oh, than the, McDonald's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I remember I had one of their pies. That's funny. Oh.
4: So good, dude. So good. Um, yeah, I, I stayed out in Houston uh, in 2004, 2005. I was out there for a year working. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, I know all about Whataburger. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm the opposite of you. I'm where, I mean, I'm going to prefer in and out but I love <laughs> Whataburger. Right. So, you know what I mean? I think it's just, yeah. hey, I'm a California boy and you're you a
2: Texas for sure. boy. So you got to stick with what you know, right? you got to stay with your you got to stay with your roots that's for sure but I, like i said i can't trash a good in and out burger
3: <laughs> so another thing i've noticed uh on your social media feed which you're you're pretty active and that's on Saturdays with uh UT football <laughs> is that, <laughs> that is, is that, a, is, that is that more so fandom for UT football or are we talking Houston Texans which one ranks over each other
2: uh Texans definitely rank over okay I've just, I mean, Texas, the University of Texas has kind of just always run through my blood since I was a kid. Uh, I had a cousin that went there. to kind of just wanted to follow in his footsteps and go, ew, I just wanted to go there. I mean, it's always, always been tech, you know, just burn orange and burn orange running through my blood as a kid, that's for sure. So, I mean, I was, I'm always pulling for Texas. I was there for some of the dark years. Charlie Strong years were rough. The Tom Herman years right now are, they're so exciting, but they're so like, I guess diminishing is a word too. It's like you get this huge buildup right. and we're just, it just like get let down a little bit, but Sam's a great quarterback. I think, I don't know how great will be in the NFL. You know, he's going to get, he's definitely going to get one an opportunity probably to go play for a team. But I mean, I'm always, I'm always playing for Te- uh, university of Texas football.
4: Uh, last question for me. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you being a Houston guy, so you obviously grew up like in the Astros, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're now teammates with Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols uh, would kill the Astros uh, yeah. when he was in St. Louis. But more than anything, what is it? How is it? How is it every day watching a guy like Albert Pujols and a guy like Mike Trout? You know, the Angels are fortunate to have yeah, these players definitely. on their team. How how is it to see these guys day in and day out?
2: There, I mean, you, their preparation speaks for itself. It, it really does. I mean. You you hear you hear some of the things outside, and then you get to actually see it all like in person. Their what they actually do with their work and how their routines are. Like Mike's not a guy that always wants to go take BP outside. I would say I I would see Albert take BP more than I do. That's just you know that's part of the routines. You know Albert likes to be out there and probably see how he's hitting the ball, see where he's hitting the ball, and maybe Mike's like I just want to take a day or whatever and not hit BP. So think little things like that in the routines where they want to see things a different way or give their potty a break for a day, stuff like that. I mean, the stuff, things, little things like that are impressive. I don't always get to see like their tea work or their cage work or whatever. I don't always, I don't go down there at all. You know, that's not, <laughs> that's not my area, <laughs> but I mean, they're, you know, both of them, you always see them, you know, you see them watch film too. They're watching for any little thing that they can pick up on a pitcher, just see maybe where a release point is or how a pitch is coming out of that guy's hand for that night or on that video, how, what the curveball might look like coming out of soap. You see all the little nuances they do too to make sure that they're ready to go each night,
3: you know. And we kind of talked about this a little bit, but with mm-hmm. the golfing and and you know, oh, all the pitchers are you know go golfing, but also I guess baseball players too, and just in general superstitions. That's kind of you know a, a thing I guess baseball players are known for. Do you have any superstitions?
2: <laughs> I do. Yeah. I mean, so one of mine is my cleats. I don't have an order in which I put them on, but I have to tie them in a certain order and they have to be tight. I mean, it's probably more so everybody, everyone's like this, I would think with shoes, but my cleat, they, the cleats gotta be tied a certain way. Pants gotta go a certain way over them. I mean, when I get out, when I start my bullpen routine, my bullpen routine is so, so dialed into doing, okay, this amount of throws here, this, this amount of throws here, like each situation will dictate how I'll do that. Like a bullpen routine type of thing. You know what I mean? So yeah. it always it's always changing, but those my two biggest superstitions are probably just my bull, the stuff that I do in my bullpen routine, and then definitely the sh- the, sh- the cleats how I not necessarily I put them on, but definitely how I tie them for sure, and then always have a certain way of, like putting on my shirt. I put on my shirt first, and then go to the training room, go grab what I need from there, and then I have to go back to the locker and then finish getting ready. There's no like go full uniform in the training room. I have to go a certain way, just my undershirt over there because. Then I go put my jersey on. It's just the way I have to do it.
3: <laughs> it's why we, we we talked to a pitcher before and asked the Uh-oh. same question about the superstitions. No, I don't really have superstitions. But when I get in the dugout, I like to do this, and when I'm here, I'm like that. I'm
2: like, <laughs> it's like that. That would be a superstition. Yeah, I was like,
3: okay, that's that's a different way of looking at it.
2: Okay, cool. that's it. That's a good point too. So that's a, that's actually one of mine. Like, I always have, uh, always get in the dugout if it, if I'm going to get out and go do like another inning or go get two more outs. I always have one cup of water right away <laughs> and then I get my second cup of water and I drink a little bit till I get to one out. And then once I get to one out, I drink a little bit more of it. And then I have two outs. I kind of have two outs. I leave just enough for me to take a, like a quick swig, grab a little bit and spit the rest of it out. That's, that's always. And then when I'm the second, I find out like manager shakes my hand when, the, when I'm done for the evening, I'll go fill up a whole cup of water and then I'll put like two to three squares of Gatorade in it. And that'll be it.
3: Now, stuff to look for next time time we're on the field. And we can be like, where is he at? Where's that water? And it's weird because,
4: like, those little things, like, I don't know where, like, because I used to pitch and I used to pitch Uh in college as well. So uh, my thing was, like, I would spit, like, before every batter, I'd spit on the back of the mound and then rub (laughs) the spit out with my cleat after every batter. And I'm like, I had to. I don't know if it was a superstition or if it was a habit. I don't know what
3: to call it.
2: I get called out on my spitting right. a lot. Like, yeah. there's if you look on some of my like, I think there's there's some videos and stuff for me like on Twitter of pitching or I think I got a video of me pitching on my Inst- or throwing on my Instagram and people comment about the spit and they always talk about how aggressive my spits are because oh I, I noticed that after I strike someone out, I just spit and i get hell i guess it is like super aggressive and i just i have no idea that i'm doing i'm it. gonna have to check that out now. i know
3: now there's a whole bunch of I'm like, like a rabbit hole we can go mm-hmm. down now it's all <laughs> we gotta figure out something to do to keep us busy And now we now we have something right I but know, i mean that.
2: seriously that was something i would never i would never just if i did if i if i pitched tomorrow and did it i would probably wouldn't know i did it again that's hilarious
3: that is too funny so justin i want to thank you for taking uh time out and chatting with us it was a lot of fun um really really looking forward to getting you you know seeing you Mm -hmm. back there on the mound uh you know fingers crossed hopefully the end of next year um Mm -hmm. it's not definitely definitely in 2022 but thank you again so much for taking time out and chatting with us on the all angels podcast
2: absolutely i appreciate it guys thanks for having me What's up?
4: Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did, and check out www.groomedgoon.com.
3: Vicious. Listen to my show, The
4: Punk Corner, Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5
3: p.m. to 7 p.m. Our partners at Manscaped are forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology that helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor that powers a 360-degree rotor dual blade system. It's intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience and is waterproof which makes for easy operation and cleaning the only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled out your nose hair with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum comfort while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at Manscape.com. That's right. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your Weeds. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaches props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.
4: And we are back. Thank you again to our sponsors for making this possible, making this show possible, helping us out. Uh, I also want to give a quick shout out to at ArchangelPins on Instagram. That's ArchangelPins on Instagram. He's got a lot of cool designs coming up here. I believe he posted some of it, some of them on his Instagram, some sticker yeah, designs. A couple couple uh, guys. Yeah. Uh, he gave me the lowdown. So there's some really cool stuff coming up. And so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, but uh, this interview we just had with Justin Anderson. Great guy, man.
3: It was a lot of fun, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to catch up with him. Not only get, um, progress on his injury mm-hmm. because we, especially with Tommy John, it, it takes so long for right. people to come back. I think, uh, people just kind of forget, you know, until they're really interested when it happens mm-hmm. and they're really interested when they're right on the cusp of right, coming, coming back. back. The kind of in between, you don't hear a lot from right. guys going through it. So I thought it was a good time to, um, you know, ask him if he's interested. He, he, he said, yeah. So we talked to him and then, um, great information as far as where he's at how it felt right. when it happened and, and just all the other stuff too about the Defin- debut Definity. and all that stuff. Yeah. And you know, everyone,
4: and he kind of mentioned it in the interview where everyone kind of, you know, responds differently to a surgery or an injury. And it's, it's good to hear other guys you know, we've talked to guys before with the same similar injury and they each had a different experience. So right. to hear his, uh, pretty cool. But yeah, thanks again to Justin Anderson for, for being really cool and, and, and coming out here and, you know it felt like we were talking to a buddy right exactly and we
3: even kind of stayed on a little bit after we Mm -hmm. got done recording and 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 talked a little bit and and that was really cool because you know these guys are busy these guys have their own lives like you know you you heard it in the in the interview you know he's married now so obviously uh he has a family going on so it was cool for him to kind of just uh chat with us on the interview and also to just chat with us afterwards for a little bit so uh really rooting for this guy hopefully to get him back like I said in the like I said in the interview, hopefully by the end of 2021, if not, definitely 2022.
4: Yeah, he, he's definitely a guy that you can look for in the later inning six seven eighth inning guy can even close the game out for you so right. that's crucial for the angels to yeah. kind of yeah. get back a guy like that you know
3: right so hopefully he's able to develop come back better mm-hmm. and um, you know well always always cheering for those guys and mm-hmm. rooting for those kind of guys coming back from something crazy like Tommy John
4: absolutely so if you guys again you guys have any questions comments or concerns for the show you guys can hit us up at all angels podcast at gmail.com that's all angels podcast at gmail.com halo underscore haven on both Twitter and Instagram you guys can hit us up there as well. Um, I know we're working on some stuff. We're vastly approaching a milestone here for, our, right. I for think, us.
3: I think this this one is $199. Right. Uh, in the all angels podcasts incarnation i mean mm-hmm. johnny started from the beginning so those first i'm gonna say his first handful probably what like five ten episodes it probably wasn't with uh, me it was probably i was probably 10 or 15 maybe yeah so but f- from the beginning to now yeah. we're, we're f- vastly approaching the 200 number right. and um hopefully 200 will not hopefully it will be 200 will be when they sign a gm and we start getting into that kind of stuff mm-hmm. with uh more than likely, hopefully, knock on wood, uh, Red Bollinger from com. So when that GM news breaks, that's kind of when we'll come back and, and, put another episode out there until then. Uh, we'll probably take a little break from now. The holidays are coming up, but yeah, as soon as that episode or as soon as that news breaks right. for angel fans, we'll come back and uh, put a podcast out for a big uh, 200.
4: Yeah. So be on the lookout at halo underscore Haven on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm sure we'll post something kind of reminding you guys. Exactly. What's up. Yep. So with that being said, I am Johnny Maggs. I am down Garcia. You listen to another edition of the all angels podcast.